0: Hi, I'm John Morgan. Welcome to Where Should I Ski, the podcast. Today, we're going to go to the Arlberg in Austria, the cradle of modern skiing, home to Hannah Schneider, considered the father of modern skiing, one of the most beautiful ski experiences I've ever encountered. We're talking today with Barney Kaddick, senior guide and owner of Ski Like a Pro in St. Anton. I found Barney online when I was looking for a guide for my family, and since then, my whole family's had some great adventures together with Barney. A little bit on Barney, and I'm sure he'll tell us more in a little while. Barney's been working as a ski guide in Anton for 27 years. He's got some huge certifications, which in Austria is hard to do. It's like getting a master's in um, skiing. And he's been teaching for 36 seasons in eight different places, schools on four continents. Barney, it's great to talk, and thanks for joining me today. Eight ski schools in 27 years, wow. What brought you to the Arlberg region and the St. Anton?
1: Thanks, John. First of all, thank you so much for
0: uh, organizing
1: this podcast and and I really appreciate um, talking about the Arlberg with you. Um, I I, uh, started skiing when I was very young. Uh, uh, We we had big uh, summer holidays in Australia when the winter was on in Europe. Uh, So I used to do my university and in the holidays, I'd be able to come over to to Tyrol, to to Austria and and teach. So for me, it was a a great escape. And uh, the first few years, I really didn't know what I was doing. I was just too young. Uh, And then, and I started actually over around Kittsville, which is much lower altitude. And eventually I just had this list of ski schools and I just went down the list and I happened to call the ski school in St. Anton. And they said, yep, come right over. And before I know it, is in San Anton. I was only twenty. I, I, I didn't have a clue, and and I just happened to choose a, a quite a special place, uh, and it just stuck. You know, just just kept going.
0: It, the Arborg is a special place. You you touched on it there, and it sounds like that's how you ended up there, is because it just sort of stuck to you. Um, it's huge, huge region. It's got what five towns and regions in it. It's listed Mm -hmm. as one of the world's top skiing resorts in terms of skiing and opera ski. And in terms of the skiing, at least I totally agree with that. The official Mm -hmm. stats have it. It's pretty varied. The official stats have it 43% uh, beginner slopes, 41% intermediate and 16 for advanced. It's got 94 lifts and almost 200 kilometers of off piste. It's huge, bigger than anything in the U.S. I think. Those are the official stats, but tell us about the Arlberg. You know, you see it every day and you live. I do. The, the, the
1: problem with these official ski stats is all the ski resorts around the world are trying to have 33% beginner, 33% intermediate, 33% advance. And and so to say we cater for everyone. Unfortunately, the Arlberg is the a, is a whole mountain range. So if you can imagine Whistler Mountain, Blackcomb Mountain, and then you add another 20 of those mountains with that sort of vertical, uh, and you put it all together on one, one lift ticket, that is the Alberg. So it's, it's just this massive uh, interconnected mountain range. Um, unfortunately, uh, with these resorts, the, the shape of the mountains can't be changed. And the Alberg is generally a little bit steeper and a little bit narrower in the valleys than a lot of these other resorts. Uh, you, you know, you can head out to Deer Valley, and, and you're cruising the blues, and, and you're the king on earth. The Alberg doesn't have that sort of terrain. It, we, we just have even our easy runs have have really tough bits in them. But for the experienced skier who, who's who's who loves their skiing, it's 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 a really interesting place to ski. It's a real challenge.
0: It is, and there are some places up toward um, Zurs and Lech where it's not quite so bad. You can go out, and you can, as an intermediate, an intermediate can ski it. When you Correct. Get, Correct. when you start it, it, going town well. to town, yeah, it's when you, you go well, town to we, town to town, it you run, you're exactly. going to run into stuff.
1: Absolutely, and, and and that's why people generally get a guide, and the guide knows where to be at what time of the day to be in the sun, to be on the nice soft snow, to avoid the crowds. And there are ways through this. This, this you know, It's like being in New York, you know, and if you go down the wrong street at the wrong time, you're stuck in traffic. Uh, and, and you know, so anyway, but that, that, that's why I have a job there. That, that's why we're needed. Plan I, where it's all this one big open plane, you know, you can self-navigate. You don't need it. You know, three valleys in France, you can half work out where you are. Not a chance in the Arbor.
0: Well, and there's a lot of, you know, you're going from town to town and there's some really cool towns in the process. So you're not just skiing right. one hill. You're going, you know, you have a lot of choice in where you're going uh, with a lot of snow. You can go down to Steuben. You can ski to St. Christophe very quickly and easily from St. Anton. You can mm-hmm. ski all the way to Zurs and Leck and back. Correct. It's a long day, right. but you can ski a lot of choice. There terrain.
1: is. Mm-hmm. And the, the off paste is, is, uh, is probably what the Alberg's famous for, actually. That are off peace skiing. Once you get away from the peace and you're skiing these big uh, fields of powder snow uh, and then you're away from the crowds, they're, they're, then you get it. Then you're like, wow, now I get what the Alberg is about. Now I realise why it's so famous. If you want if you want proper downhill racing slopes, Kitzbühel in January is hard to beat. You, you know, it's, some of these other areas are really, you know, fantastic, but, but the Alberg, is, is you're really out in the wild. I mean, you're talking about a massive national park, yeah, just and un, untouched.
0: Well, and I'm gonna sort of go somewhere. We've never had a chance to ski the Valuga together because uh, it's been closed most most times early in the season. It opens up later and I usually come early. Tell us, what's the like taking people up and down that? Okay, so
1: Valuga you can only do with a, a registered guide who's written on the list you have to be pre-approved as a guide uh, mm-hmm. to be able to be allowed to take guests up there and the problem is that the top part of the beluga is heavily exposed the north face there's this uh ice in german they call called a platter so there's a there's a there's a layer of ice that everyone has to ski over and there's no guarantee that it won't slide and occasionally every few years the whole thing goes with 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 skiers on it and, and the skiers die. So that, that's the problem with the Voluga. The, the North face. It happened about uh, six or seven years ago. They had this German mountain guide with four guests and the whole thing slid. And I think, uh, I don't know, there, there were two or three deaths. the, the guide survived and, and a couple of guests got taken over the cliffs and that was it. And that's just bad luck. And, that, and that's why it's, uh, it, it's revered. but actually once you skied this top, I'd say 200 meters, Then you have the most beautiful run of your life in this back valley that goes for about five kilometers of powder skiing all the way down to zoos and and it's it's a famous famous run they've taken all the you know lots of famous uh european royal families whatever famous famous people have have skied this run they've all had photos with their guides and it's, it's just one of these classic alberg alberg things but there is a way around all this you can also ski the west face the top of the beluga Mm -hmm. and the west doesn't have this problem with this hanging snow so you can just step down over the rocks and then you can then you can ski out and it's also a beautiful run fantastic so you just Uh, ski around
0: the rock basically you ski around the face and then you come out into the big open bowl
1: and you're safe well well, if something slides there's no cliffs the the Ah. problem with the north face which is the revered one the first set of cliffs is about 40 meters vertical then the second set's about 50 meters vertical
0: that's why you need an experienced guide.
1: Absolutely, and that makes all well, you have I've to do. The I must have done it at least two hundred times with guests. With, with the Valuga, the Veluga North,
0: and you've um, never lost a guest yet.
1: No, but, but, but people people freeze up. You, you know what it's like. And, and and you know once you start heading down, it's it, it, you can't climb back up. It's too steep. So so it, it, it's like. It, you know, you get these people that, you know, they break down on you and they're like, call a helicopter. And, <laughs> and, and, and you're like, well, that's great. But, you know, we're here right now. The helicopter's not going to get you from right here and you're not injured. And just, you know, keep stepping down and, and you just got to talk them through it. And you step down, you're not spending half an hour doing something that should take t- two minutes. And then, then you keep on skiing on. And But I've learned uh, to, uh, to match what the guest is wanting with the terrain I've, I've learned through getting it wrong i've taken the wrong people down the believer and i've learned now not to do it with that sort of person and then you've got people that want it and then and they're the one the people that want it are ready for it you know mentally and then they just scared and get on with it and it's great run. you
0: know all right now that we've scared everyone what would be your go-to mm-hmm. day for it um let's say an advanced skier
1: okay so so it's it's all weather um dependent and uh, when it last snowed so if you've got fresh snow you don't have to be that clever because you can often ski in every direction um, but let's say you have it's the fourth day after a snowfall and on the last two days it's been too warm in the afternoon and the snow's gotten a bit crusty then all of a sudden the direction you ski is really important so you want to be sort of skiing that northern sector for powder mm-hmm. um, so we we have lots of options we, we have uh, for north, northern skiing, we, we try and do often hikes up in the sun where you ski down in the shade in the north. And, you know, Randall is right there in St Anton. It's St Anton's little secret. It's, it's this part of the Alberg that's not attached to any other part of the Alberg, So it's much quieter than the other than the other busy areas. Uh, so Randall's the, the quick, if, if you just want to get straight into the powder and, and not muck around, that, that, that's a good option. But we also have these wonderful day tours. We end up skiing... To Stuben, down to Langen, you can come back on the train, for example. Or we have these day trips where you keep going north. So you do the Valuga, then in Zuers you ski Marloch down to Zug, then you then you keep skiing all the way into almost to the German border. Uh, you do these big tours, just all these big famous north faces, then you come back through Lech and back home. So there's 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 really uh, endless options. It's it's quite that quite sounds
0: different. that sounds spectacular. Some of those long tours, and we've skied Randall a fair amount. Randall just for everyone on the podcast is across the valley essentially from the main mountain of saint anton so it gets different sun different light and the snow conditions are vastly different
1: that's correct the, the main st anton side is called the lechtal mountain range and the rendal side is a completely different mountain range called the faval valley mountain range so it's a completely different group of mountains and that, and that changes uh the type of snow and the type of scheme it, it, it's interesting
0: it also changes the shape of the hill too which is interesting
1: absolutely
0: now, now not everyone's going to be going to want to go down the belugo or be advanced who's going over there what about intermediates is there a scheme for intermediates absolutely I, I, we
1: have absolutely out of this world scheme for intermediates there's there's a big difference between a complete beginner and what i'd call a, a, a you, know, you know someone who's on their third or fourth day skiing? Uh, and you're trying to get off these complete flat beginner slopes and you're trying to go to the next. That, that's difficult in St. Anton for, for particular reasons because of the shape of the mountains. But someone who's skied a few weeks, you know, that they've done their 10, 15 days of skiing. They can get around. They're, now you're talking. That lets us get up high on these big open bowls. And we, we've got we, we've got this just this beautiful uh, highways of, 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 of fantastic skiing we also have in the Alberg these days, we have the option to download at the end of the day. So instead of skiing down the icy bumps down into St Anton with the crowd, we can, we can stay up in the sun, ski on the, the beautiful uh, uh, groomed piece up the top. And then and then once we've had enough, right at the end of the day, 4, 4 p.m., we can catch the lift down and it's a great day. So we have some good options. And then we can wake up the next day and, and head over to Lech, Lech and Zoos spend a day skiing over there. And then wake up the next day and go to Sonnenkopf,
0: Stuben. You know, we have all these different options. I've never made it down to Steuben, but um, ski the other ones. Now that we're on to Lacken's, um, t- let's talk about the White Ring. It's uh, one of the more famous runs or series of runs in is. that area.
1: So the, the White Ring <coughs> is, uh, the idea of the White Ring is that you follow the sun through the course of the day. So you start the day skiing the east-facing slopes in zoos, and as the sun starts to head round as the day goes on, you follow the sun round, you start skiing the southern faces in Lech, where you end up having a break, lunch in the afternoon, and then at the end of the day, you ski the west faces in the sun all the way back to zoos. So that's called the white ring, the idea that you follow the sun all day and, and for most of the time, 90 5% of the time, you're skiing in the sun. And uh, it's, yeah, it's a natural, uh, it's, it's a perfect ski tour. And, and not only that, it's, it's because it's, it uses about 10 different lifts that never repeat, uh, you have a beautiful tour of the mountains. Quite quite spectacular.
0: It is. And that's for intermediate skis. I've done it a few times. I've got some stories about the White Ring, too, but I think I've told you those. So mm-hmm. another thing I've run into in Anton is every morning you hear the avalanche guns going off. And some days it's snowed so much that you, they shut most of the mountain down. It's mostly for visibility mm-hmm. and for safety. They're pretty safe over there, and they take the safety very seriously, but it also holds up some of the ability to get to powder. Is that What do you do when That's it snows like that?
1: Okay, uh, it's quite intimidating if you're not used to it, hearing all the cannons in the morning, because they really echo in the valleys. And, and not only that, they're, they're coming out. You know, you're know, you not ready for it. You hear this huge bang. And then there's a five second delay. And then you hear the echo of the snow sliding and, and you hear it going down these gullies and that echo comes out in the village. And you're like, Ooh. You know, and then everyone heads into the sports shops, goes and buys an airbag and do you know what I mean? Or maybe do you know what I will mean? <laughs> get a helmet, strap on a peeps. So it, it, it helps the sports shops anyway. But uh, what they're basically doing in these storms is they're shutting down the skiing above the tree line where you don't have good visibility. So they're shutting down the, the upper mountain, but you can ski the lower mountain in the trees. Now, once again, if you're going off Peast in St Anton, you, you really are better off taking a guide and the guide will provide you with avalanche safety equipment. And then even then you'll go the normal the normal routes, the normal way, and you ski in the forest and really the guest coming on a holiday with a guide is, is pretty safe, not, not, not much, you know. Uh, and even then, we, t- we take the safety side very seriously and we brief our guests and we p- explain everything. That's good. We have what... fantastic skiing in, in, in the forest uh, on, uh, when there's fresh snow. We have fantastic options. What's and, your own and favorite thinking... day
0: in and, and a skiing in the Arlberg, where we When you get to ski without guests and by yourself, where, what's your favorite day?
1: I, I love ski touring with, with skins. So, we, you know, you put the skins on the skis and then you hike yeah. up to a mountain cross and then you, then you sit up there, you eat a little sandwich and, and you, stare at, you take a couple of photos and then you ski down a, a different face into a different valley. So you hike up one valley up to the cross and then you ski down another valley back down. And, and most of these tours, they end up taking a full day. So you can only do one mountain peak in a day. So maybe That's some good. of the tours take three and a half, four hours of hiking to get up to the cross. And then the vertical is so enormous; it's often two thousand vertical meters uh, back down to the valley, and it ends up taking two hours to to ski down and hike out. And that That's that awesome. for me is 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 beautiful. Yeah, you know, we've probably just in the alpine we've probably got forty or fifty big ski tours like that. And uh, it's quite a challenge to to ski them all. To to, to say you've, you've done all the big mountain peaks in in, in the vicinity. It's quite it's quite. But that's nice for me because, because I'm always in contact with guests when I'm working. I'm doing all the normal tours. So a day off for me is not skiing something I could do with a guest.
0: Fair enough. So i a day Fair off enough. trying to do
1: something. I, uh, yeah.
0: Maybe talk a little bit about what it's like in the Arberg you know, with the restaurants, and the nightlife.
1: Uh, so St. So Anton has famous origins with apres ski. They're credited with pioneering the very first apres ski. In, in 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 europe and that that's through the crazy kangaroo and and to some extent this the more of it, these are these two very famous um Hapresky bars the, these days it's quite commercialized uh and and i'd say what it, it, it what it used to be is different you know in the old days you had this uh coming together of all these international people and that made it really really special um whereas these days it's you know, everyone's just on shorter trips, and you know, and our generations have moved on, John. Haven't we? Not to say we can't enjoy it, but, but the young kids are in there and they're, they're there for real. Do you know what I mean? They, they're, you
0: yeah. uh, You see some of them uh, some of them going wild, you know, at two in the morning, <laughs> and they drag themselves out at um, at 7 a.m. and start getting on the lift.
1: You got it. You got it. But you'd be surprised how many meet their future wife in ski. You'd be, you would be staggered. If you need the statistics, I mean, people just, they, they get drunk, they let it go and they all have fun.
0: There are also some pretty spectacular restaurants around, you know, you and I've been to a there couple are. up on the Hill and you can yep. ski and have a late lunch and have a delightful lunch, as opposed to getting a, you know, in the U S you'd get a $20 burger and a Coke and be stuck yep. in a cafeteria.
1: And you're you sitting out you watching, looking at
0: some of the most beautiful scenery and
1: oh, yeah. halfway up a mountain. The, the, the Alberg's got a way of making you feel special. So they make every table in a restaurant have some special feature, some special view, special table, special seats. And even then then the waiter or waitress dresses in traditional clothing. They're very polite. These days, there's no issue with talking English. You know, everyone just gets on with it. And then they present the food. It's, it's well done. You know, it's done on a, they're, they're proud, They're proud people that they're, they're, they believe in what they're doing. And this, this is all part of the Alberg experience. So, so we, we can, uh, particularly in bad weather, you, you can be unlucky and you turn up there and it's just too windy or it's, it's for, I don't know, some reason it, it was sunny in the morning then it clouds over and, and, and it's all flat light. And then you can pop into one of these restaurants and it just gives you that boost. And, and you have a fabulous lunch and a beautiful view out the window and you think, gee, this is fantastic. And uh, so and we've got enough special places, enough special restaurants that every day is different. That's what makes. It, you're right. That
0: makes it well worth it. And if you finish the day and you end up in a town, you've got some special places to go to, and so it works out very really well. Okay. Well, how do people find you? Uh, what's the best way to get a hold of you? And I know you've got a website, and we'll plug that in a sec.
1: But I don't uh, self-promote whatsoever. I get a lot of referrals, so I've got several. Uh, I actually get a lot of East Coast and Quebec Canadians. I have people that ski with me, and they pass on to their friends, and and that fills in. And then you also just get fanatics like yourself turning up in Saint Anton, and they're going through the internet and they and they they read through and read about. So while I do have a website and all that, I'm not busy trying to promote it. I'm 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 waiting for the keen skiers, you know, the diehard skiers, and and I can and I can really give them a good time. I can give them exactly what they're looking for. They come to me and they say they want to do this, this, and this, and I can give it to them.
0: Well, and yeah. you have a pretty good philosophy about how you guide and how you um, how you instruct while you're guiding.
1: The Alberg is so massive that you can't spend the whole day on a run. Like, like uh, what I'm saying is, the terrain will teach you how to ski in the Alberg. The, the, the runs are so long that, that our, our vertical is so massive. And we're trying not to over-teach in the Albert. I've, I've picked this up from the tyroleans The best skiers in the world, in my opinion, are the Tyroleans. They're, they're the, uh, they've got the greatest knowledge. And, and you'll find you, you're lucky if you get a mumble or a grunt out of these Tyroleans. <laughs> they'll just keep skiing. And then at some point, if you're really doing something wrong for long enough, they'll mumble, do you know what I mean? They'll that, that, be like, you know, get your hands forward or, or whatever. They'll be like, come on, get on that left foot. And, and, and you won't hear of anything else the rest of the day. Just, but if you pick up what they tried to tell you and actually do it, you're like, oh, hang on, that worked. And, and do you know what I mean? And whereas if, you, if you're in Australia and you get your two hour lesson on, on some busy run where you're queuing at the lift and you're standing around all day and they're hammering on technique, I don't know, it's a different philosophy, but, but it suits that terrain in Australia. It's not that they're wrong in Australia. I'm just saying in St. Anton, we have
0: different, it's, 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 it's huge, it's massive. Well, it is. And, you know, the, everyone learns a lot by following you when they're scared. Correct. And you learn more from that and learn how to, to handle the different terrain than anything else. Barney, I want to thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. Hopefully Cheers, some Sean. of your insights will get to, um, to a lot of people out here. And I look forward to seeing you soon.
1: Just before I go, I will plug my
0: website for anyone who's fanatical about
1: it. If you want to get in contact with me, my website is skilikeapro.com and my name's Barney Caddick. so you can even try typing that into Google and thank you so much John for, uh, for having this chat today, it's really nice to talk about Samana with you, cheers <laughs>